I had no idea about like, I'm telling you, this was a total leap of faith. I had no idea all the things that I would have to learn. So I learned about the body and how it works, every part of the body, how many bones we have, how the heart works, how blood flows, how it should flow, you know, just the whole body. And I learned that the body is an amazing, amazing machine and that we should take better care of our body. So that was that was the biggest thing. You know, and it might sound simple, but oh my gosh, it was a lot of work. <laughs> this is Super Shiro's, the show where we interview women doing amazing things in the world to inspire, empower, and entertain you. Welcome to Super Shiro's. Hi, so today we're here with Dr. Jax, um, and here's her bio. Dr. Stephanie M. Jackson, also known as Dr. Jax, a creative chiropractor, a master educator, and a health and wellness coach from Warren, Ohio. Dr. Jax recently graduated from Life Life University in Marietta, Georgia, with her Doctor of Chiropractic degree in September 2020 at 50 years of age. So, hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Okay, so what do you do? What's your job? I am a chiropractor and I am a creative chiropractor. I love that terminology because I like to do fun stuff. I am a master educator, uh, which I've been teaching for decades. And I am a health and wellness coach. And also I'm a mom and a dog lover. Uh, I love dogs. (laughs) You do. My daughter just got a little puppy and I am, I have fallen in love with him. So I have to admit I am a dog lover. (laughs) We want a dog, but my dad will not let us have one because as as he says, he doesn't want an extra child. (laughs) I know. Well, you know what? It's like an extra child, but this time I'm making my children be responsible. So I'm making them be responsible for the dog as opposed to me. (laughs) Yeah. We try to tell him we would take care of it. He's like, no, it's still an extra kid whatever. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. So how many kids are there? There's me and my younger brother. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Having a dog is a big responsibility. Yeah. Cause how old are you, Caitlin? I'm going to be 15 soon. Awesome. Well, happy early soon. Thank you. So first question, when and where did you graduate? So I graduated from my, um, I graduated from Life University with my doctorate degree, and that's um, in Marietta, Georgia, not too far from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And, and I graduated September. Yep. September, yes. I was going to say, I graduated September, yes. <laughs> um, so you were 50 years old, as I read. Yes. So I was 50 when I graduated, but I'm 51 now. So I had a birthday like two weeks after, maybe three weeks after graduation. So, oh, okay. Um, So what caused you to start school, your doctorate so late? I know, right? Yeah, you and a million other people probably ask the same question. Like, you're 43 years old when you decided to go to school. Like, why? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I always wanted to do something different. I was teaching and I figured, you know, I, I thought maybe I would retire teaching. But when my daughter graduated high school in 2013, she was like, Mom, I think I want to be a doctor. I think I want to be a chiropractor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I want to do. So... Um, I kind of quit teaching at the end of that school year and said, you know what, 
let's try it. Let's, let's just see, you know, and that's where I did. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. How did that work out? Because you didn't have a job. So like, what was your source of income? Oh my gosh. I was so scared. So I I was a, a high school history teacher in South Carolina. And so, you know, as a teacher, everything is, you know, pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided, I was like, well, I want to become a doctor. And I didn't know what to do. I I, totally out of faith. I was like, I'm going to apply. I'm going to try to get as many, you know, loans as I can. If I need to work, I'll work. And things just worked out. Packed up my kids and moved from South Carolina to uh, Georgia on faith. I'm like, gosh, please help us. So, I mean, I, I had to take money out of like accounts and, mm-hmm. you know, retirement and stuff like that just to get started. But that's what I did. And one of my professors, while I was in school, she was like, oh my gosh, what a leap of faith. She was like, yeah. I wouldn't have done that at your age. So I'm like, we'll see where this goes. Well, now yeah. that you have the degree, have you been able to like find a job and a steady source of income now? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, like I graduated on, say, Friday. On Friday, I had graduated Friday, September the 25th. On Monday, I was working Um, and I was working in the office and I was doing that for a couple of months. And then I decided I was like, you know what, maybe I want to do my own practice. So that was a great opportunity for me to kind of see how another doctor works and, you know, how he how his office flows. And so right now what I'm doing is, um, you know, because I try to save up a little money. Um, and so what I'm doing right now is in the planning stages of opening up my own practice. OK, so how long do you think that'll take you? Well, I'm not sure right now. Um, I've been out of school for maybe three months, so I'll give myself maybe another between three and six months. It just depends. You know, the world has changed. So like, who knows what's going to happen? Right. So. So what? So what? Once you open this, your own um, practice, that's what she said? Yes, ma'am. Yes. What as as a chiropractor, what exactly are you doing to help? So. Right, right. So, um, you know, people will come into the office with um, issues with, say, their neck, their back. Um, You know, people go to chiropractors for just about everything. If you're having a headache, some people go to a chiropractor. If you aren't feeling well, like if you're having a stomach ache, people go to a chiropractor. I mean, chiropractors can adjust all of the body parts, even your arm, your shoulders, you know, like recently mm-hmm. I was having some issues with my shoulder and I called my doctor. I was like, Hey, listen, doc, I got problems with my shoulder. He said, come right in. And I got my shoulder adjusted and I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. So, yeah. So as a chiro, all right. So you were in school for seven years. What did you yes. learn? What did you learn in those years? So what I learned, because prior to going into chiropractic, I was a history teacher, which, you know, you learn history, social studies, world history, you know, the United States Mm -hmm. history. I had no idea about like, I'm telling you, this was a total leap of faith. I had no idea all the things that I would have to learn. So I learned about the body and how it works, every part of the body, how many bones we have, how the heart works, how blood flows, how it should flow, you know, Mm -hmm. just the whole body. And I learned that the body is an amazing, amazing machine and that we should take better care of our body. So that was, that was the biggest thing, you know, and it might sound simple, but oh my gosh, it was a lot of work. (laughs) 
No, I mean, it makes sense to have, as a history teacher, to have to go and learn about bones and stuff that you didn't (laughs) like know much about. Right. I'm like, you know, because you learn everything and then you learn, you know, we learned about like how things interact with the body. So how the weather could change the body, how your thinking could change the body, how your eating could change the body, how, you know, if you're not going to the bathroom doing number one or number two on a regular basis, how that affects the body. So the body is an amazing machine. Can you tell me this? How does the weather affect your body? Because I'm well, I know. Right. So like if you are cold, right. And your body, right, right. It sounds weird. (laughs) But if, if it's cold outside, you begin to shiver and you don't even know that you're shivering, but that's a way of the body to try to warm you up so that your body could be at a, an appropriate temperature. Right. So that's what shivering does. Oh. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, especially if you're cold now, you know, some people shiver when they're nervous. True. You know, and, and again, that's a body response. Okay. I always assume that shivers are just like, I'm cold. Let me go get a jacket. Like it was my way of right, showing right. me that I'm cold. <laughs> Right, right, right. But the body is the body is responding to the weather. The body is okay. responding, you know, and of course, then the, the brain tells you, hey, it's cold. Let me get a jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's, it seems like it's a lot to learn, but obviously you did it. Yes. Um, Thank God. <laughs> right. So after you graduated, what does a typical day look like when you were still at the office? Right, right, right. So my goodness. So um, our day would start at eight o'clock. We would have patients come in at nine o'clock and we stay in the office till the last patient left. So our hours were from nine in the morning to six o'clock in the evening. But sometimes we wouldn't get home until, you know, seven, eight o'clock. It would just depend on how many patients we had in that day. So, you know, if a new patient called in and they wanted to be seen, like if it was, you know, urgent and they couldn't wait, then we would have to fit them into the schedule. Right. Mm -hmm. So and sometimes we would see close to 40, 40, 45 patients in a day. And and that might not sound like a lot, but that's a lot of people Mm -hmm. because you have to take time with each one of those patients to make sure, hey, let's see what's going on. Let's get a history of what's going on with your body and then let's see what we can do. Okay. So once you want to, once you open up your own practice, are you going to have the same amount of hours? How are you going to like change that from what you, that is very interesting. So um, just a little history, the, one of the main reasons why I decided to go into chiropractic is because um, years ago when my daughter was like three, she was about three years old. Oh my goodness. I thought she was just the cutest little girl, but she was a pudgy baby. She was like a little fat fat mama. And I would carry her with me. I would never want her to walk. And I'm always picking her up. And um, I, one time I went to pick her up from daycare and I went to bend down and I couldn't get up. And so I had to call my husband at the time. I'm like, you got to come to the daycare to get me because my back is hurting. And I was stretched out for a whole entire week. And the only doctor that could really help me was a chiropractor. And I'm like, wait, you know, like I'm not having to get any pills. I don't have to have surgery this is pretty interesting. So that led me to, you know, to wanting to learn more about chiropractic. And it led me into thinking, this is something I probably could do because I'm sure other people could benefit from it. And so that leads me to, you know, thinking about how my hours would operate. I would definitely have hours that would accommodate patients. I would even be, I am 
also planning on even being open um, like on Sundays. No, not too many chiropractors are open on Sundays, but I mean, you know, your body is active every day of the week. So something could possibly happen even on a Sunday. So I plan to, you know, have hours that are um, more conducive to patients and their time and schedule. Right. So I'm assuming that if by doing that, you'll hopefully have more people coming. Because you're like, oh, her hours are more available to me, right? Right, right, right. So that would entice more patients to want to come in because then they won't have to suffer, you know, if they're having an episode with their back. They won't have to suffer. Like if something happens on a Friday and if the chiropractor's office isn't open Saturday or Sunday, then, you know, me being open could save them a trip to even the emergency room, which would be, you know, which would take them down a different road. Right. So you said that, when your daughter was in daycare, that's when you really started getting to chiropracting. Right. <laughs> Why did you wait so long to go to school instead of doing it sooner? Oh, wow. Good question. So <laughs> at the time I had, um, at the time, I think I had just, not just, but I had graduated with my bachelor's degree um, and I was a new mom and a new mm-hmm. wife. And, um, you know, life gets in the way. I was a teacher as well. Then I had my son, um, uh, I guess maybe three years after. Uh, so, you know, it was just trying to do the whole family thing, um, being a good mom and a wife. And, you know, the dream of becoming a chiropractor was what I wanted to do, but I couldn't, I didn't know how I would be able to do it, like right. how it would work or how it would fit. And I just thought it would be a dream deferred. But, you know, like I said, when my daughter got uh, to be a senior in high school and was, was about to graduate, I'm like, you know what? It's either now or never. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. So her graduating, was it just like, well, we have one kid out of the house now. Was that kind of like, I guess I should do it now? Or was it like, I'm only getting older from here? <laughs> kind of, kind of both, you know, kind yeah. of both. I was like, well, I could be in a classroom and teach until I'm older and grayer <laughs> or, um, and kind of just do the same thing over and over again, or, or I could try something different. And I mean, like I said, it was totally a leap of faith. Um, but I was like, why not? You know, right. why not? Yeah. But also, um, I was going, I went through a divorce and I wanted to um, just try something different with my life. I wanted to redirect the, the path that I was on in terms of, you know, where I was in life. So I was like, like you said, it's either now or never. So. <laughs> Um, so you were divorced, you were a single mom, and yet you still went to college. What was the hardest part of all that? Well, to be honest, the hardest part was, um, moving from South Carolina to Georgia with two children. My daughter had, like I said, just graduated and my son was only in the fifth grade going into the sixth grade. And so, you know, South Carolina, where we were is a little small rural you know, area, everybody knows each other and it's, it's more of a family environment. And then to move to the big city, you know, this major metropolitan city, that was the hardest part. Just trying to figure out how I could do all of that. Like my plate was so covered with so much stuff, but just trying to figure out how I could manage getting my son adjusted and then get my daughter into college because she wanted to go into chiropractic, but she kind of changed her mind. I was like, you're leaving me here, <laughs> but, but, um, it all worked out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it did. Um, 
how did that like when you were still in school how did that work was it like drop them off at school then go to school from this hour how did that all work oh my gosh how much time do you have (laughs) oh go ahead (laughs) (laughs) so yes it was crazy like I had to really become a master manager of time right Mm -hmm. so um I had to schedule my classes around my son's you know, uh, middle school classes or, or while he was at school. So our classes started at seven o'clock in the morning. He had, he had to be to school. Um, and he didn't catch the bus. Um, the bus was available, but he didn't catch the bus. I felt more comfortable dropping him off at school. So I would drop him off at school, run to class, you know, um, and be in class, you know, until, it was time for him to get out. So some of our classes, again, like I said, started at seven o'clock in the morning and some would last until seven in the evening. But I would, you know, I was considered a full-time student, but I wasn't taking like the full, full load. I would take the classes that would accommodate my son's schedule because, you know, he's a kid. Like I've already done the, the middle school and high school, but this was his first, you know, experience. So I wanted to make sure that he was adjusted while making sure that my daughter was adjusted in college as well and making sure that my schedule. So it was just, it was a lot. Um, if you're, if you hadn't had to accommodate your schedule around your sons, do you think that you would have graduated sooner? Like having to spread oh, it all out, did it take longer? Well, so I, I probably would have, although the load was just so much, right? So mm-hmm. like, to be considered in, in like undergraduate school, to be considered a full-time student would be maybe 12 or 14 credit hours. Well, in the graduate program, to be a fully full load, uh, full-time student, you'd have to have like 24 or 25 credit hours. There was no way that I'd be able to manage 24 or 20. I would never see my kids like you know, my son would have a beard and a mustache and I'd just be studying like, oh my gosh. So I, I put my children first, you know, in terms of my schedule. Yeah. I was like, man, you know, however long it takes, I was hoping that it would have taken a little, not as long, but you know, I I, I did what I had to do. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. If someone else was going through a similar situation, like trying to manage everything, what advice would you give them? Well, first of all, I would say you'd have to figure out what what are your priorities? What's most important? If you're a mom and you have children, your children come first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, try to figure out, is this something that you really want to do? How can what you're trying to do uh, fit in with your life right right now? Um, so I had to take a lot of stuff into consideration. There were times when I'm like, you know what? you know, I'm missing out on so much, you know, with my kids. I I try not to miss out on too much, but, you know, I I try to just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much, I don't know how good that advice is, but I would definitely say to, you know, just prioritize what is most important. And if this is a goal that you want to accomplish, figure out a way to accomplish it that would accommodate everyone involved in your Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, well, as my dad says, everything is figureoutable. <laughs> so oh, I love it. it. I love it. So everything is figureoutable. I'll remember that. <laughs> so obviously, you did not want to be a chiropractor when you were younger, but a teacher, is that what you wanted to be when you were younger? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a teacher. 
since I was like in Head Start or kindergarten, yeah, I, I had always wanted to be a teacher. And um, because I just, I love school, as you can see. <laughs> um, what made you teach history class? Well, history is very, very, very important. Um, when you know your history, then you know how great you can be. And that was something that I learned when I was in college. Um, I thought maybe when I was younger that I wanted to teach like middle school kids or we used to call it junior high school kids. I thought maybe I wanted to teach junior high school kids back then. But when I got to college, I learned that history, I learned how important history is and especially history, uh, African-American history, mm-hmm. um, history about people who look like me and who are like me. And right. so that was my um, that was my major in undergrad. Uh, African-American history, social studies, you know, because you want to know as much as you can about as much as you can. So. Okay. What's the most interesting part of your current job? Um, Chiropracting. Right. (laughs) The most interesting part is um, just trying to figure out what's going on with the person and how best I can help them. So, you know, you know, coming up with alternative ways to help a patient so that they don't have to use medication or have Mm to, you know, have surgery or something like that. Right. So can you give me an example of one of the hardest, so far, one of the hardest patients you've had to help? Hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, in general, the hard, the most, the most difficult patient to, help is someone who doesn't believe uh not only in chiropractic but doesn't believe in the the um the miracle that of what the body is a lot of and what i mean by that is you know sometimes people don't believe that you know they can be healed without surgery or without pills or something like that and so helping them to believe uh that the body can heal itself if given the right things, if you feed yourself well, if you get plenty of rest, if you get plenty of exercise, if you have fun, if you get, you know, um, plenty of sunshine, those are the things that help to support the body and its healing of itself. So I guess the most difficult is helping a person to come to that realization. Right. Um, And that's a lot of work. But I mean, every, what does your dad say? Everything, everything is, is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Right. Yeah, well, um, my, me and my stepmom, my brother were just talking about that. And she was saying how, if you just exercise and eat well, almost any disease can be prevented. Uh, like, except for like mom. cancers, but she was like almost everything. Well, and you know what? Um, I'm, you know, I've learned a little bit about how cancers work, you know, and those things can p- possibly be preventable as well. But your stepmom is right. Give her a high five for me. You know, uh, exercising and eating well are really the keys. They're like six doctors and I can't remember all of them. But like I have this this picture somewhere where it says the the six doctors are rest, exercise, um, a good diet, um, getting some sun. And I can't remember the others. But yeah, your, your stepmom is definitely on track. Yeah. Oh, and getting adjusted by a great chiropractor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is a way to prevent cancer? Try to, at least. Well, just like she said, just like she said. uh, Well, so there are three things. 
There are toxins, there are traumas, and there are thoughts. Those things cause problems. Toxins being um, things outside of you, like uh, being, you know, a bad air, um, mm -hmm. being around a lot of chemicals. Um, those are toxins. Um, sometimes people can be toxic. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, uh, traumas, things that happen to you, like falling or um, like getting into an accident or, you know, um, something devastating like a death and then thoughts, what you think about, you know, if, if you have uh, negative thoughts, if you're not thinking, you know, really highly of yourself, if you're thinking bad of other people, all of those things impact us um, and they affect our health. So, you know, I, I, I haven't been able to draw a uh, to draw conclusive evidence that all three of those things per se um, can cure, or if you if you handle those things that they can cure a cancer. I mean, that's there's so much money in, spent in the research of cancer um, that you know I don't, that's pretty simplistic, but you know they definitely can uh, help us to live a healthier and better life. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. I'm now I'm like okay, I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna look up how to cure cancer. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Um, so you've been working during COVID times. How has that worked? And how, how do you think that'll change? Because this is the first time you're working has only been in COVID. So how do you think that'll change once this is over? Right. So the office that I was working in, um, the um, the doc decided to keep the office open during COVID. And that was like, again, a major leap of faith because most other chiropractor offices was closing down because people were afraid to to come outside. You know, they didn't want to catch COVID, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but the office was open and we made sure that we had all the precautions. So we had, I think he bought every Lysol, every, you know, hand sanitizer, everything. I mean, we were masked up, who we were prayed of, like, God help us, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had to abide by all of those precautions. And, you know, the patients, they came in kind of slow, um, but because uh, COVID started in March. So, you know, the patients came in kind of slow, but then, you know, they started to pick back up once people gained confidence. Okay. And, you know the COVID. Right. How do you think that changed once um, some of, well, I know like where I live in Oakland, there, there was more of like outdoor places were open. So how did that work in Georgia? Like once more things were starting to open up again, did you have more people, more patients coming in? How did that work? Right. More patients, more patients felt comfortable coming in and, you know, but the older patients, you know, they came in with like the mask and the plastic whatever the thing is, you know, and yeah. they were with gloves and they would want special appointments. So they would want to be in the office when, you know, not too many people were in the office. And if they came in, they wanted to be in a separate waiting room and waiting mm -hmm. space just so that they didn't come right. into contact with anyone. And we check everyone's temperature and, you know, pass out hand wipes or whatever, just to make sure that everyone felt comfortable and safe. Okay. Well, glad to that you guys are all taking the precautions and no one has gotten sick, right? From right, right, right. Okay. I mean, you know, aside from, um, you know, maybe the symptoms that would be like a cold or something, mm -hmm. which is, you know, typical, right. but thank God no one got sick. Well, that's good. Um, 
If you could travel back in time and talk to your 14-year-old self, what advice would you give? I would tell me to be bold, be confident, try to become a friend with Miss Caitlin, find her somewhere, <laughs> you know, and um, I was really shy um, when I was 14 and I was always just so afraid to do stuff. And I, I you know, I didn't want I to, I just didn't know. Um, I didn't have confidence at all. Um, and it's taken me a lifetime to build that confidence up in myself. And so what I would tell my younger self is to to go for it, to have confidence, to have confidence in myself, to trust myself, to trust my my instincts um, and achieve, you know, and use that to achieve your goals and your dreams. Well, thank you for that, because there are definitely moments when I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm shy. I'm very I can be introverted. I can also be extroverted. I'm right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And that's a good way to be. That's a good way to be. Um, because you want to, you want to balance. You don't you don't want to necessarily be, you know, so extroverted mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't know how to reel yourself back in and to spend time uh, with yourself. And then, you know, you might not want to be so introverted that, you know, you're missing out on the world and all the right. excitement that's going on. So you're you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for doing yes. this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I was very excited. I told my kids, I'm like, hey, listen, you guys got to be quiet and keep the dog quiet. You know, I'm doing this great interview here. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad my dad was able to find your daughter's social media posts because else you wouldn't have had this opportunity. Well, thank you so much. Now, this right here just it means the world to me to be able to share a story and to have someone like you uh, interested in learning more about me. Well, yeah, you have a great story. So now what do you want to do? What do you want to do when you get out of high school? Because you're what grade? Ninth grade, 10th grade? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. So I really like acting. So that's like my thing right now is it's been like that for a while since I was younger. So as of right now, acting, but for some reason, it's really random. I've gotten into, um, I can't think of the word right now, but the psychological people who like invest or look at murders and like serial oh. killers. I can't think of the word, but the people who like. Like CSI or something? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Oh, um, a forensic psychologist. Forensics. There okay. we go. Okay. Yeah. It's very different and kind of random, no, but that's the no, thing right now. It's not. It's not. I mean, every every job has its place every person has you know something that they're supposed to do and i think you would be great at being forensic scientist or psychiatrist psychology i can't think of those Psycholo- I can't think of psych- psychology so really so that would be really understanding the mind of mm-hmm. people who um make bad choices yeah pretty okay. much yeah actually there's like an ap like college course at my school and I was looking at them and one of them was psychology. So I started looking at jobs in psychology and that one caught my eye. Okay. So now next year I'm hoping to take the psychology class. Psychology is great. Psychology is great. As a matter of fact, I am taking just, you know, one or two classes because um, within my practice, I'm going to be, you know, doing some coaching. So, you know, you kind of want to know about people and what's going on upstairs. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking a a course in psychology, as a matter of fact, and I love it. Like, it's really great. Yeah, it seems you will do great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you for asking me that question. 
I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I was a I was a teacher of high school students. Um, and you know, back then my students would call me, they said, you're the world's oldest teenager because I would get down with the teenagers. I'm like, okay, tell me this, what's going on? You know, I, I yeah. want to know all of, you know, all of everything that's going on. So, yeah. You seem like you'd be a good teacher. I think so. I'd <laughs> love to have you as one of my teachers. Yay. 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 So now you're on a college track, right? Yeah. Um, is it, Okay, college prep is, I don't know if they still call it college prep or if that's, if that's oh, what they Oh, well, not exactly. I'm on like a Google Classroom for the like college and career help, but not quite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, see, technology, that's one thing that I'm a little, I don't, I'm not as good at, you know, if I, you were to answer, yeah. One of my first interviews was before COVID happened and um, my camera was on, but hers wasn't. So I was like, oh, she can't see me. And now I'm realizing that that Zoom, I was like, oh, she could see me that whole time. And now everything's <laughs> on Zoom and it's crazy. <laughs> well, you you guys are doing so much better than me because I'm like, I was trying to write the um, bio and I'm like, I told my daughter, I'm like, Naya, please come here and help me. She's like, Mom, you can do it. I'm like, I can't just help me, you know, email it. And she's like, oh. You're dropping me bananas. <laughs> well, thank you anyway for doing this. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. All right. Thank you for listening. Once again, we want to thank Dr. Jax for being on the show and talking about the great things she's doing in the world. Remember that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Age ain't nothing but a number. Share the show with other super shows in your life. Now go explore the world.